Thank you, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about pushing through. I remember as a child, about the size you see behind me here, I, I was growing up very uh, in poverty. I grew up in the north. It was very, very cold, and I grew up poor, which is never a good combination. And I remember I, I grew up in a rundown trailer, and oftentimes I would fall through the floor. It was such a rotted floor that many times growing up, I would just fall right through it, just walking along. And I also remember that the roof of this trailer, I, I swear it was the thinnest piece of aluminum you could ever find in the world. It was a th very thin piece of aluminum with very thin shingles on top. And what would happen in the wintertime is the snow would pack up on there. And no matter how much we cleaned it off, parts of the roof would collapse every single winter. And we'd have to take like scraps of wood and, and nail them up there and, and try to make it work, right? And I remember there was this paper tube. It was this very long paper tube, probably about 15 feet or so in length. And it would run from the one heating vent that worked out in the living room area underneath the trailer. And it ran back to the bedroom where I slept. And without this tube, without the heat, I would have frozen to death in the winter. Skunks. Skunks every single winter would get under the trailer and they would tear holes in this tube. And they didn't do, they didn't do it just once. They would do it multiple times. And I was the chosen one, right? I would have to crawl under the trailer since I was the smallest. And I would have to go under this dark, damp trailer to tape up this tube with a roll of duct tape. So just picture that for a second. This tiny little kid behind you crawling under a dark, damp trailer to tape up a tube. Did I mention the spiders? <laughs> there was literally hundreds of them. I swear there was hundreds of them. And as I was crawling under there, I see Dan, uh, as, I, as I was crawling under there, they would drop on me because they were, you know, it's a natural thing. They thought I was prey, right? And I would have to crawl through all of this to get back to the area where the tube was. Now, picture this in your minds. Dark, damp trailer, there's about two feet of space from the starting point. So I'm crawling and it's about two feet of space between myself and where the spiders are all hanging out, right? And I'm crawling and it's probably about, I would say 20 or 20, 25 feet, I have to crawl to this dark corner in the back. And then in this corner, for some unknown reason, there's a pile of dirt. And so what it does is it takes me from two feet down to one foot of room. So here I am, this little kid crawling here, and I'm going back with this roll of duct tape, scared to death. And guess what? There was always a risk that the skunks were still in there. And several times growing up, they were. And I had to scurry out quickly and try to get out of there before I got sprayed. Unfortunately, I never got sprayed by the skunks. So that's a, a good adaptation to my speed <laughs> in, in tight situations. So this particular thing, this freaked me out every single time having to go under there as a child, every single time. But I pushed through. And many times what I would try to do is I would take that roll of duct tape and I would just wrap it for the life of me, just wrapping around that tube. I, I was putting so much duct tape on there. I was like, there's no way these skunks are going to get through this. Ha, yeah, right, right. They always found a way. The skunks always pushed through to their goal. And like I said, I hated doing this. 
every single winter. But what was my alternative? Freezing to death? Yes, not really an option unless you want to die, right? So I had to push through. Has anyone in this audience faced any trouble as a child, any adversity at all where you, you had to push through something? Go ahead and raise your hands, don't be shy. I went through a lot of adversity as a child and poverty, a whole lot. Possibly not as bad as some others and better than most, but no matter what I faced, I always pushed through. Grit is a word that you've probably heard of before. Grit has many definitions. Some of the most common things you'll hear when people are defining grit are things like courage and resolve. Things like strength of character and perseverance. Perseverance. Think back to your own life. How many times did you have to persevere through some kind of adversity, whether it's as a child or as an adult. Probably many times to get to the level of success you're seeing right now. Some people these days also call it stick to which by the way is a fun word to throw out at people at a party if they're drunk and see if they can repeat it back to you. And in fact, Merriam-Webster dictionary, as many dictionaries do, they define stick to in ways such as tenacity, or dogged perseverance, right? We're adding some more adjectives there. That's all good, but how do you define it? When you face some kind of adversity in your life and you still push through to your goals. I remember my junior year of high school. I had been partying pretty heavily up until that point, not really focused on my grades at all. Uh, anyone in the audience do some partying? Be honest, raise your hands. Don't worry, Grace, I'm not gonna tell your mom and dad. All right, <laughs> perfect. I remember it was my junior year of high school, second semester, uh, so we, I went to a school where we had two semesters. And the high school counselor brought me into his office and sat me down and he said, look, you're going to lose a scholarship you have to that community college if you don't get your grades up. And remember, I was poor. This was, my only chance at college at the time. This is before all those online universities, right? So I couldn't mess this up. I had one shot. I had to get a perfect GPA that semester, as well as both semesters my senior year, just to make it. So what did I do? Well, I studied. I studied while all my so-called friends were all still partying. I studied when I wanted to watch television, especially on Saturdays when I wanted to watch the University of Michigan football team play. That was torture for me at the time. I studied when I wanted to go to like the high school football games and participate and hang with my friends, right? I had to sacrifice. I had to cut out a lot of people that I thought I was close to at the time. Has anyone in the audience had to cut out some people in their life to get to where they're at success-wise? Perfect. I kept studying and I pulled it off. 
my GPA when I graduated was just high enough, and I'm talking about just high enough to uh, keep that scholarship to the community college. But most importantly, I set a goal and I pushed through until it was complete. How many people in the audience have made New Year's resolutions? Let's raise our hands. We've all been there, done that. All right. How many of people every single year have completed all of their New Year's resolutions? Anyone? All right. Yeah, a lot of hands went down there, right? <laughs> of course. But now think back to how many times you've set a goal, you've written it out with a plan of action, and you've stuck to it no matter what happened to make sure the goal got completed. How did it make you feel? Pretty good, right? I know it makes me feel good. Remember, it's important for us to keep pushing through so we can reach the highest level in our lives. We can reach our destinies, as many religions will call it. I forget his name. He was a 17-year-old kid his parents had signed a waiver so he could join the military early. It was his kid's dream to join the military. And I forget which branch he was in. I think it was Marines. He might have been Army. I met him in an Army hospital. And he had been deployed to Iraq shortly after he graduated basic training and his uh, job training, which was infantry. And within just a matter of weeks of being in country, he was hit with an IED. And this kid lost both his arms and both his legs. 17-year-old kid, no arms, no legs. And I'm not talking about they get a little stump and they could put a prosthetic. I'm talking about to his shoulders and up to uh, his hip area, full, uh, full amputations. And if anyone deserved to be negative, it was this kid. He should have been negative. Most people would have been. I mean, I just lost my arms and legs. His family. His parents should have been negative. They should have been blaming the military. Why'd you do this to my kid? How could you let this happen? He's so young. Why'd you send him in combat right away? Give him a chance to acclimate. His girlfriend. She should have left him. I mean, they could never have what in America we call a normal life, right? He's missing his arms and his legs but she didn't. And this kid was one of those, the most positive people I've ever met in my entire life. He was always smiling. I couldn't understand it. His family was so positive and supportive. You would walk in the, in the hospital room and they'd be like, hey, how you doing? Like nothing was going on. Like you were sitting in, in their, they were sitting in their living room. They didn't blame the military for what happened to their son. In fact, they still supported the war efforts. And his girlfriend, she said she loved him for who he was on the inside. And she didn't care if he wasn't physically all there anymore. All of them pushed through. Now, some days this kid, he was very critical. So some days this kid would go into cardiac arrest and, and he would be what we call a touch and go, where we don't know if he's actually going to live or not. The doctors would resuscitate him, bring him back. A couple of days later, he'd crash again. The doctors would bring him back. 
nobody really knew if he was going to actually make it out of that hospital. But he always found a way to push through those incidences, and he was still alive. A few months later, this kid was transferred to a step-down unit, which is a less critical care unit in the hospital. And I never saw any of them again. But something inside of me knew that all of them were okay because it kept pushing through. TLC was a musical group in the 90s. Most of us have heard of them. I know Deanna's a big fan. TLC was also a cat that I knew growing up. He had three legs, and his owners, my friends, creatively named him Three-Legged Cat, TLC. Now, TLC was a rescue cat, and he'd been through severe abuse at his previous home, severe abuse. And that's, in fact, that's how he lost a leg. And you might think that those past issues, that past abuse and missing a leg would dampen a spirit, right? You would think he'd be one of those grouchy cats that would swipe at you and hiss and meow at you and stuff, but not TLC. He was one of the most loving cats I've ever encountered in my life. And also one of the most adventurous. TLC loved to go boating, play ice hockey and go fishing. Just picture that for a moment. You've got a cat, three legs, sitting on the bow of a boat, just taking in the breeze, going along on the lake. Ice hockey and cats, you really don't hear of that together. But TLC loved to chase the puck around, so on purpose we would hit it slower and let him play, and then he would get tired and then lay in the snow and watch us actually play the game. And there was this creek across the road from the lake and a lot of times we would go down there and go fishing for a small fish. And TLC would join us sometimes. And every single time he would come, this cat would catch more fish than all of us combined. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> to this day, I'm still frustrated by that. But what my whole point here is that he didn't let adversity get to him. He made the most out of what he had and he lived his best life. How many of you out there are quitting over something simple right now or getting frustrated at something simple and not living your best life? You're letting others control you. And you're not, you're not even missing limbs. You're not missing limbs like that kid. You're not missing a limb like TLC. Any military veterans in the crowd, go ahead and raise your hands. First off, thank you for your service. Uh, I'm an Army veteran myself. Any of those military veterans love basic training? Be honest, I hated it personally. <laughs> I remember in basic training, we had a final road march. And for those that don't know what a road march is, basically a, a large group of, of military people or troops will line up with full gear on. And by full gear, I mean boots, helmet, uniform, uh, the rucksack, which is a, basically a big backpack, your weapon, so in my case, a rifle. So you've got all this stuff on, and then you go walk a huge distance for no reason, it seems like, especially in basic training, but something they want to, you to do. So this particular road march, if I recall correctly, was somewhere around 18 miles total. 
So this was the last major hurdle before I graduated basic training. I've been through everything else. I've been through all sorts of nonsense, uh, all sorts of challenges, all sorts of obstacle courses, all sorts of stuff uh, that I never want to go through again. And this is like the final thing, right? After this, if I pass this, I'm good to go. I can go on to my training. I can get away from those drill sergeants that I hate and I can move on with my life. And so I remember I put on my uniform, I put on my rucksack, you know, again, it had probably about 35, 40 pounds worth of gear inside of that. We had a shovel and all sorts of stuff in there. Put on my helmet, had my rifle, which if I recall was about seven to 10 pounds or so. And I'm standing there in the line and we're waiting to, to take off and it starts raining and it's cold. So it's a cold rain, it's miserable. I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> Anyone from Oklahoma in the crowd? Yeah, I feel sorry for you. Uh, my experience with Oklahoma, if you've never been there, my experience was one day it was hot. I'm talking like 100 plus degrees, you're baking in the sun, and the next day it's a blizzard. And you're like, what is going on here? This weather is crazy. So that was my experience at Fort Sill, or Mother Sill as we called it. So I'm standing there, to the front, at the front of the road march, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm pretty cocky back then, right? I'm, I'm just about done with basic training. So I'm like, yeah, I got this covered, man. This is nothing. Like I've been prepping for the whole time. I'm physically in shape. I got this going. And so we start going, we start marching out. And that's when I realized just how vertically challenged I was with my short legs. And so I'm keeping my pace. I'm going along in the road march. I'm all excited. And my pace carries me right all the way to the back of the road march. And in fact, I'm right, right in front of the truck where people that got injured or that quit, they would make them get on this truck so they could safely complete the entire road march. And I remember there's this drill sergeant back there. His job was to help people get on the truck safely. So whether they're injured or they just quit, his job there is to help them get on the truck safely. And he kept saying to me, he kept whispering in my ear, it's okay. You can quit. It'll be all right. Hey, go ahead and just get on this truck. Look, look, this truck is comfortable. I know you're tired. Your muscles ache. I mean, it's cold and it's raining. Why don't you just quit today? And then you can get on this road march on a sunny day when it's sunshine. It'll be so much easier on you. Mile after mile after mile, all I heard was, we'll call him this gentleman, because I have other names for him, but we'll call him this gentleman, was in my ear telling me to quit. Mile after mile after mile. Finally, he got sick and tired of me. He's like, he basically gave me two choices. Number one, run to the front of the road march, or number two, I'm going to physically put you on this truck. And so I ran. I didn't run out of fear. I was not scared of this guy. In fact, he was pretty short and I'm short. So when I say he's short, he was nothing, right? So I wasn't really scared of this guy at all, but something was ignited on the inside of me, a flame of grit. And so I ran. I ran faster than I'd ever run in my entire life up until that point. I'm running in full gear, my rifle. I actually had a hole in my foot from a blister that wouldn't heal. It was a couple of inches 
uh, and wide, a circle, right on the heel of my foot. And I'm running through all of this pain. And I wanted to quit every single step. <laughs> and I was so short of breath. I, I hadn't done anything like that before, right? We had done running, but not running with all that stuff on. But I pushed through. And I continued mile after mile after mile, just running full blast. And I ran by a couple of the drill sergeants in my platoon. And one of them was like, who the, F who the bleep is that? Sorry. Who the bleep is that? And, and the other one was like, oh, that's just serial killer, which was a, a loving name they gave me in basic training. And I ignored them. I determined that was just noise. And I kept pushing through. And when I got to the front of the road march, the senior drill sergeant, who was an army ranger, was like, that guy's got heart right there. I disagree. I think that heart motivates you to do something, but grit is what actually carries you through until completing whatever you wanted to complete. We're all facing something right now. It doesn't matter the challenge in your life. I want you to commit something to me. I want you to raise your hand with me if you're going to push through whatever it is you're facing right now. Go ahead and raise your hands. Come on, there's more people in the back. Don't be shy, we're all in this together. Raise your hands. Thank you. That was a very important first step. So when you leave here today, I just want you to remember, anytime you're facing adversity, any issue that's arising against you, whether it's in your personal life, your business, perhaps you're doing shady stuff and you're getting criminal charges, whatever it is, just know that you can push through it. And oftentimes, when we think it's the worst thing possible, just before we quit, if we push through, the awesome thing we want is right on the other side. We're closer than we think. So I want to encourage you today to always push through, no matter what. It's going to take you to levels of success you have never even dreamed of. Thank you.